0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome back to Spiro Avenue. Justin Spiro, you're happy to be with you. The dogs are barking, and they're in the house. Jaden Akins, Tyson Walker, Michigan State basketball players. Happy to have you guys. Thank you, and welcome to Spiro Avenue. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you coming out. I know you were in South Bend last night. It's it's a lot of travel. You're young, though. You can sustain it. Look, I want to start here just with the season that you're in right now, and and you're in the sort of early stages, but getting into the meat of it. Facing facts here, I think the approach from most fan bases, uh, or most of our fan base, I should say, was somewhat tepid. Um, Didn't know what to think. Not negative. Just wasn't sure where this team was tracking, where it was going. Obviously lost some key components. I mean, we pulled a couple examples of, of what people were saying. It's a very mad roster. It's average. Maybe they'll extend the tournament streak, so that's cool. Someone else said people need to accept this team could start the year one and seven and not even be that bad. It was people didn't know what to think. We're sitting here eight games in. You're 5-3. and three. You had this brutal schedule early. You've navigated it. I think most people are thrilled, maybe you're not, with 5-3 and three with what you were facing. Tyson, I'll start with you. What do you make of this team so far? What you guys have done versus expectations? Have you kind of met where you guys thought you were at? Where are you at with that? Um, for sure. I feel like
0: we've been playing how we know we can play. Uh, the schedule is what we wanted, you know. And then being the underdogs just helped us fuel the fire, you know. It had a tough loss to Gonzaga tough loss to Alabama you know can't do anything about those and then last night was a tough one but it all helped down the road you know just being on the road having to play back-to-back games just being able to be mentally tough
1: so you guys don't mind that gauntlet that uh, is that's Tom Izzo's famous for kind of throwing guys right to the fire and scheduling really tough I think there's a benefit downstream of that like what do you think Jaden do you like playing that gauntlet schedule
2: benefit, you know, like that's what you come to Michigan State for. You know, we're playing some of the top teams really early in the season. So by the time we get to the Big Ten schedule, which we're about to be in, I feel like we kind of battle tested already uh and know what type of team we have.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because even you know Coach Izzo said, I think it was a Big Ten media day. He repeated the line that I read from that that fan was like you could be a one and seven team and not be a bad team. I mean that's how strong the schedule's been thankfully you have ended up at five and three I mean, Tyson, you're, you're in this um, sort of unique situation now where, you know, you've made this big leap and, and you, you've taken on kind of a new role. What's that been like kind of stepping up, you know, from an important role on the team to, I mean, I would argue maybe the alpha dog role. I mean, that's maybe debatable to you, but to most people, you seem to be in that boat now. What's that transition been like? Uh, as I said
0: in, in the summer, I feel like, you know, last year was like how my freshman year was. And then this year it had to be how my sophomore year was. You know, I made a big jump in points, sis, you know, that that year. And I'm doing the same thing this year. You know, it's just more comfortable knowing what's going on, just having to feel, better feel, and, you know, just knowing the guys better. And they know me. They know what I can do, how I can score or how I can help them score or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I know, Jaden, you've been, you know, obviously dealing with the injury, but your workload is way up. I think your minutes are up like 25 30% so far in the you know, four or five games you've played. Do you feel like more of an onus on you to to step up? And do you feel like you have just more on you this year versus last year? Uh Definitely, I
2: feel the onus, you know, just like how Tyson said, kind of from your freshman to sophomore year. Uh, that's where a lot of guys see some improvement. So I feel like just coming into this year, you know, having to have a bigger role this year, uh having to take that serious and know that the team is going to need more from me this year to help us win.
1: I was called an apologist for this last night. I was called a... a Michigan State kiss ass. I don't really care. This is what I really thought. I was watching your game last night while prepping for tonight's episode. And obviously, I know, Jaden, you, you missed at least one more game. and You, you were not a factor in that because you were you know, still recovering. But my read on it was you guys just looked gassed. It was a, a burn the tape type game. Every team has them. You guys were fresh off this road trip across the country. I mean, Tyson, as, as the guy that was in the game in that game last night, was that a fair assessment? You guys just had one of those nights, for lack of a better term.
0: Uh, well, I feel like they, they played really, really well too. So it it was, it was everything. They, they kind of punched us and we didn't punch back and that didn't help, you know, just being down two guys. It's hard to fight back in those type of games on the road, especially.
1: yeah they didn't miss really, right? (laughs)
0: They're, they're a mature team. You know, they got a lot of older guys. They only had two freshmen that played. Everybody else has been four or fifth year in school.
1: So. That, those type of that type of experience matters. What was that game like against Gonzaga? Because I'm fascinated by this. We've had uh, MSU along well, former basketball player Anthony Ayani in studio. He was in the original Carrier Classic against UNC. Obviously, he said he wanted to win that game, but. It was so cool. It's not something he looks back on and says, oh, man, I wish I would have won. He just looks back on how cool it was. Maybe that's time and separation from the event. But just what was that experience like, Jaden? I'll start with you just being in that environment, which is something unlike really anything most people can relate to at any level of basketball.
2: Uh definitely wish we would have won it, but it definitely was a once in a lifetime experience. You know, like you just look up and like there's no roof on the ceiling. <laughs> like You're playing outside basketball um, on an um, aircraft carrier. So it was just wild, you know, we kind of got the experience before the game to uh, tour the aircraft carrier and kind of uh, spend some time with the people that are serving our country. So it was just a great experience.
1: Tyson, what did you make of that game?
0: Uh, it was crazy, you know, especially when it started, the game started getting close, how loud it got. I didn't expect it to get that loud. Was it, was it loud? It was loud. I would think
1: there's no, like, sound trapping Yeah, trap yeah there.
0: that's what I thought. And then it was loud. And it was a good game, too, you know, just playing. And I was just like, dang, I'm not playing tired but i'm not sweating it just it was just all kind of weird but it was was fun was it like
1: warm cold like what was it what was it like out there just weather wise it looked nice but it definitely wasn't the the warmest yeah it was probably like 55 Yeah, it
0: was all right it was all right though
1: Yeah. yeah it's so cool i mean it's just the optics of it are nuts and you guys came out I mean, I said in that first half, as it was happening, that was the most aggressive first half I've seen Michigan State play in like ten years of this program. You guys were just all over them, beating them, and obviously they had their run. I think the foul trouble was really problematic, especially with Sissoko. As big of a, I guess you know, I don't, gut punch, maybe a little strong blow as that was, you had to have been at least somewhat impressed early in your schedule, maybe even with yourselves, even as confident as you may be. That was a pretty good showing coming in. No one really gave you a shot. You were a coin flip to win at the very end. I mean, what did you make of your performance, how you stacked up against presumably one of the favorites to win the national title? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You got either one, but you got it, Jay.
2: I mean, I will say I feel like we played pretty good. We kind of showed people um, that were doubting us like, that we do have some talent on this team and that can get things done and that we, we, like, got a lot of good team chemistry going on. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, we didn't win the game, so we can't say that, but it was a pretty good show on.
1: Do you feel like you had that? Do you feel like you had that one? Yeah. It, it, it felt like it. It's like, like it. the one we, like, like we let it get away, kind of. Yeah, it felt like it, because you yeah. guys were the much better team for, what, 33 of the 40 minutes? I mean, that's what it felt like, always watching it at home, and, I remember just you know, turning it off and being like shit like <laughs> you feel you felt like for an hour and a half of real time that you're walking away with a win there but I mean I'm not a big moral victory guy but it did say something about where the team can go, go f- going forward and I, I think the Kentucky game was a, a statement as well and what's the environment like was that what was that Chicago this year Indiana. it was Indiana yeah. what was the environment like for the Champions Classic that was that was good that, that was like that a was like it. an NBA playoff atmosphere NCAA yeah. tournament. Like.
0: It was good, especially because, like, you got the Duke and Kansas fans cheering because one of the schools don't like one of us, or they don't like Kentucky, so they're cheering with us, or they're cheering against us. So it was just everybody was in there cheering. So
1: Did, it, was, it was a great experience in there, too. Pretty wild. And just the... The the game was so intense back and forth. I was actually sitting here watching it with your soon to be teammate again, Keon Coleman, and he was pacing up and down. He was he was critical in a in a friendly way about Jaden had a drive and you know got fouled and he didn't think he went up strong enough stuff. It was, it was, he was he was pacing around. And I, I'm just thinking, oh shit, like Keon Coleman. I don't know about all athletes, but Keon Coleman's just like me, like up and down and leaning over. And he he was kind of a wreck, more so than I was. But it was just a fun. Yeah, you know, we had because the TV wasn't set up, so I'm like we're sitting here watching it on the laptop. But that was a cool, just experience watching that, and, and the intensity of that game was nuts. Uh, did talking, I mean, we talked about it a little bit Tyson. You know, your evolution. The biggest name that was bandied about by Tom Izzo all offseason that I saw was Tyson Walker, and we grabbed the piece of media from Big Ten Media Day where he was talking about your growth and your evolution. I want to play that and talk a little bit of, a little bit more about that, and you know where you were last year to this year before we move on. Ben, roll that,
3: please. The other guy that uh, I think has made some great progress has been um, Tyson Walker. Uh, It just goes to show you, as I said about the transfer rule, I mean, it works, it doesn't work. But uh, what he's done this year, the first thing he said this spring is, I feel so much more comfortable than I did a year ago. And I think because, you you know, you understand the system, you understand the teammates, you understand where the locker room is, all the things that go into that first year. And I think it's been very good for him. He shot the ball well. He's defending. He was the best defensive player coming out of the league he was in. Um, But he's just kind of matured and grown and uh, really excited about the progress he's made.
1: So obviously high praise. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but I want to touch on one specific component, the transfer element. Where, you know, he mentioned it's like you don't even know where you're going, where the court is, you know, the system. Do you think that plays a big part in your growth so far, just being more comfortable in East Lansing?
0: Uh, Definitely, because, you know, just walking around the building feels different. Before when I first got there, I just felt like so new. I felt like I was a freshman, basically, just walking around, not really knowing the ins and outs, even campus. Just not even knowing, like, uh, the janitor, you know. But now just having relationships with everybody in there. It's just, it's just a better feeling.
1: Yeah, it, it seems to be like Andy Isaac, a good friend of mine and a celebrity on Twitter in his own right. His big thing last year, his cause celeb was Tyson Walker is so good. I just got to convince Tyson Walker to know how good he is and shoot more and be more aggressive. You seem to have gone from like, a I don't want to take too many shots, not not tentative, but just... A little bit too deferential, maybe to like you don't give a fuck now. I mean, your your mid your mid range game is like a way up at this point. Is that a function of just being more comfortable, or I mean, it's not. You had that game last year because we saw it in spurts. Is it just a comfort thing where you're just going to go get it now and you just don't give a shit? Well, it's definitely also just being in a different role. You know, last year I
0: was just mainly at the point guard. You know, had to with Gabe and Max had to kind of get them their shots because they were great shooters. You know, and just We had Marcus. We had uh, Jew. So we had great people around me that could score the ball. So just having to distribute the ball was more of a thing. But now playing with AJ, AJ's a great passer. You know, I can get more shots. Or when he comes out, I can assist more. So it's just a whole different role now for me.
1: Yeah, it's been fun to watch. I want to transition to this. It's something I'm always fascinated talking to Michigan State basketball players. I've talked to Darrell Summers, Kalen Lucas, Anthony Ayani, a few others as well, McQuaid. Just playing for Thomas, though. It's something from the outside. It's like the Tom Izzo experience is pretty legendary from the fan (laughs) perspective. I'm I'm fascinated by the player perspective. He is constantly the subject of national stories. National media people are up in arms. Tom Izzo is too aggressive. What kind of message is this sending to the children? You can't coach like that in 2022. And it's like every second or third year. it's, It's more often than an Olympic cycle. Somebody in the national media is creating a Tom Izzo story or making something out of Tom Izzo. But the players always seem to defend him. Maybe you guys will break the streak and and break some news and and shit on Tom Izzo on camera tonight. But in general, people seem to really embrace it within the program. It's part of the culture. Draymond Green's talked about it. Jaden, I'll start with you. Just your take on the Tom Izzo experience. What's it like playing for him? Is he as mean as some people in the national media think he is? What's your take on it? Uh, I feel like it's great
2: playing for coach, you know. I feel like some people might have their certain opinions, just about his coaching style or maybe um, thinking he's a hard coach or a tough coach, which he will get on you, but it's really just because he wants the best for you, wants your best interest. And uh, he just says, like, when a coach, like, is on you and wants the best for you, that means that they care, but once they stop talking to you, that's when they, they really don't care. So I just feel like him kind of showing emotion and showing that, he really cares for his players. It was big for me.
1: So when he's, like, just chewing your ass out, though, does that, like, do you kind of go back to your apartment in East Lansing and say, oh, ah, yeah, got kind of in a healthy way, like, screw that guy? Like, does, does it just piss you off a little bit, or do you just kind of – how do you handle that? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I feel like I try to take, like,
2: what he's saying and not the tone he's saying it sometimes. Uh, but I feel like I really – doesn't affect me that much as far as, like, how he's saying it. So
1: I mean, Tyson, you came in, obviously, from a different program. So, you know, and I don't know what your experience was like prior in terms of your college coach, but, you know, this is the only college coach Jaden has known. In your case, this was some kind of a transition. Was it a culture shock coming into the program just from the time Izzo angle and the intensity? What What's that been like for you as an adjustment when you came in last year?
0: Uh, well, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's good to have, you know, just having – Things expected of you is always a good thing. You know that means you're capable of doing. It. He he loves saying you're capable of doing more. So and that's just great knowing that he's got your back. You know you can do stuff you can't even you don't even think you can do.
1: The thing that I, I really I find interesting is you look at I mean going way back uh, you know even like Bobby Knight who was far more intense than Tom Izzo. But if anyone talked back to Bobby Knight, I mean he would just throw you off the team. There have been other coaches even more you know contemporary. Frank Martin had a little bit of this where if you gave him any whip back like you were on the bench Tom Izzo's not really like that like you guys kind of tell him to calm down Cassius Winston of all people was yelling at him by the end of his senior year like in a healthy sort of functional way Ben can you pull the we got the clip of Tyson soothing Tom Izzo on the sideline I find this fascinating this, this component of Izzo for all the intense coaches he's got a unique receptiveness to you guys Ben roll that tape please
3: Kansas is of spreading the floor and going for round one.
1: Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. That's great. Remember, Tyson Walker's new to the program, right? Two years at Northeastern, but he's getting the Tom Izzo
3: experience right now. And that's um that's some good back and forth between coach and guard.
1: I mean, yeah, yours was like kind of a pat on the shoulder, but it, it seems like you guys have the ability to express yourselves kind of back at him, tell him. What's up in your opinion what you're seeing or tell him to you know calm down? do you feel like he is receptive to I mean Tyson I'll start with you since we played your clip he is receptive to that stuff, right? uh
0: yeah, I remember that was because I, I didn't shoot the ball, so I was just telling him, like I got you, you know, and like stuff like that he like he likes you know like just knowing that you' you're listening like you're hearing what he's saying so but it's good to have you know being able like to say what you saw. Or how you felt the thing was going to happen. And
1: then he tells you, but instead of just being like just one way. Yeah, even the broadcast crew kind of amused him like, man, Tyson Walker just got here and like, you know, he's, he's, you know, not giving it back to his, own, but communicating openly with it. What's your relationship, Jaden? If, if, if you disagree or you're seeing something different, like, do you feel you can kind of give it back to him a little bit or at least clarify, at least speak your mind a little bit?
2: Uh, definitely. I feel like it's a good kind of healthy relationship back and forth. And I mean, if you're trying, if you're seeing something in a game, and you're trying to tell coach, I just feel like you better make sure that you're backing it up. Uh, so, like, he respects it. So.
1: so, the, I mean, I don't want to ask you a leading question, but do you think it's a little bit overblown, the stuff about, oh, he's he's ruining kids' lives with the way he's talking and this is so abusive and he's pulling on Gabe Brown's jersey. And I mean, do you think that stuff's a little bit overblown as someone that's actually in the program being coached by this guy? I mean, either of you? Is that a little bit overblown? yeah yeah a a little bit a lot (laughs) a lot a a lot overblown okay so it doesn't in other words that you guys aren't like on a couch somewhere telling a therapist about this maybe you are i don't want to make light of it but it just as a fan it seems kind of ridiculous to me but whatever we'll move on so look this is a, a a pet topic for me and this this will be interesting i'm curious for your take on it the transfer portal as it relates to this program specifically it is a source of tension for a lot of people in the Michigan State fan base as it relates to our program, our coaches' relationship with it. Going into this season, as we were in the offseason, among the fan base, no reporters, but among the fan base, the outside layman's read on it was, Michigan State's obviously going to be aggressive in the transfer portal. They have open scholarships. Like, why wouldn't you? It's a team that's a good core of talent. Of course, you're going to go and do that. And then it turned out to be kind of, not the case. I mean, those reports were coming out sort of early midsummer, uh, maybe not. Time is not looking at it. I want to play a little cut from our friends Sleepers at Sleepers Media, Carter Elliott and Greg Waddell. They were talking about this as it was first starting the break, and then we'll jump off from there. Ben, can you roll that, please? DK has come back and apparently received some
3: sort of intel that Izzo does not think Michigan State needs a center in the portal.
0: What I saw last year is not a basketball team that doesn't need a center. It's a basketball team that desperately needs one. So
2: I refuse to believe that Izzo feels that way. I really do. There's no no chance. Part of being a coach right now in college basketball is embracing NIL in the portal. You have to do it. I don't care if you hate it. You have to do it. It is what it is.
1: So they mentioned my friend DK, who is David Klein, and that was his report initially, which turned out to be true. Tom Izzo ends up doing this uh, interview or show or whatever on the Draymond Green podcast. We took a cut of that, talking about the transfer portal generally, his concerns with it, his issues. Ben, can you roll that,
3: please? I just worry about it. I mean, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to try to stay out of the portal. It's going to probably get me. Cause I'm going to believe in the guys that I recruit Absolutely. and I'm going to be homegrown and I'm going to stick with them. And you know what? You weren't a star when you got to the, the warriors. Oh. Some people stuck with you and they're damn happy. They did. Maybe the most important thing in anything you do in your life, winning is important to you. When you transferring around, when you're looking at just money and you're especially your 18 Winning is not the most important thing. You're making decisions because I get a little more NIL money there. I'm making a decision because somebody promised me something there. It's not the same, man.
1: Okay, so we have the DK report. We have that interview. Michigan State fan base is freaking out. Oh, my God, Tom Izzo's not going to get anybody in the portal. He didn't get anybody in the portal. That was a big thing when it happened. Last piece of media, and then we're going to throw it to you. Tom Izzo talking about why he didn't get somebody through the transfer portal at Big Ten Media Day?
3: Because we could be damn good guys and start out one and seven. So everybody get ready for it. We could, we could be damn good and be one and seven. Okay, so um, not many teams can say that. And I'm, um, you know, what's the first thing everybody's going to say? Should have gone to the transfer. I don't give a damn. I did what I believe is right for my players for my program, for my culture. Those three things are the most important to me. Will I adjust? I might, I'm not being stubborn on it, I'm really not. I believe what I believe.
1: So there we go, that's Tom Izzo. And and look, Tyson, I wanna start with you because it's the obvious place to start. You're probably the alpha guy on this team right now, in my opinion, you're a transfer. You were a, a function of this you know, new transfer portal era and ending up at Michigan State. What do you make of this? Because it, it seems to be sort of counterculture of where the NCAA is going. Uh, where do you stand, Tyson? You obviously, I'm, I'm sure, are happy that you're here. But couldn't I argue that the loyalty to players angle it's actually kind of going against that by not getting the best guy possible? Or is there something to what Tom Izzo is saying there?
0: Uh, I feel like you know him not going into the portal kind of made our team closer. You know, as a with the players and the coaches, you know, just having them having faith in us, knowing what we can what we can do. With with my transfer, it was more me wanting to be on a bigger stage, so it was different than like you know going same level to like saying go I go to Michigan, Iowa State, you know, same same thing, not the same thing. Iowa State, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so it you know just. Not going to the portal. Going to the portal. It's it's a big thing for like for like a player's mindset. You know, just just knowing like I I gotta I gotta play as hard as I can because he he knows what I can do and I gotta show it to everybody else.
1: Wait, what do you make of that, Jay? And do you agree with, with Tyson? Like, do you feel it brought you guys closer? Sort of askewing the transfer portal and keeping the unit in place. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And this with the coaching
2: staff. It just kind of shows like they believe in us, like Coach was talking about. Uh, instead of going out and get other guys, they felt like we had everything we needed in the, the group that we already had. So I just feel like that goes to show Coach's faith in us.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that angle. Sort of the, <laughs> the flip side is when you guys do have a couple injuries, you know, through attrition, that's when someone like me who's, you know, a bozo and not qualified like you guys are, and certainly not like Tom Izzo is, but says, man, I'd like to have another piece there. But I do get the other angle of, Look, my guys are going to be as bought in as ever because you can always at Michigan State find somebody pretty damn good that wants to play there. I mean, it's just, it's one of the best, you know, eight to 10 programs of the last 30 years, objectively speaking. So I do get both sides. I mean, Tyson, did you feel like you coming in as a transfer, even under different circumstances, did you feel like you had to kind of earn it? Like you had to prove that you're one of them? Or is that like a kind of childish, mighty ducks thing with Adam Banks? Like, what was that uh, like for you?
0: It was, it was more of a having to prove to like other people that I could play on a level, on this level, you know, trying to show that it's not that big of a difference, you know. But with the team, you know, like, they all had faith in what I can do. So it wasn't, like, no, like, me being, like, put down or anything about it.
1: Yeah, so you, you felt like, did you feel pretty welcomed right away? It wasn't, like, kind of new kid on the block, and, I mean, you were welcomed. Kind yeah, of right, right to, away, yeah. right away. Yeah, it seems to be kind of like the family environment there. I, I mean, I know, Jaden, you have more eligibility left, and, you know, so you're kind of in a different place. Tyson, I think you can play one more year. Is that That's mm-hmm. accurate? I got to ask you. You're, gonna, you're, gonna laugh, you're laughing already. But the aforementioned David Klein, who's a good friend of mine, begged me to ask you if you've looked even a little bit at the recruiting class coming in, as incredible as it is, and obviously you're familiar with the roster construction in place. Is that something that you've at least uh, considered a little bit of, man, Tyson Walker back next year with this group coming back, you might be favorites, co-favorites in Vegas to win the whole thing. Is that on your mind at all?
0: I, I'm just worried, worried about winning games. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, okay, David, you're welcome. I asked your question. I knew he wasn't going to give me anything, but but that, there is that sort of a fan thing is they're going to look at like, oh, shit, we got these three guys coming in. The, the group that we have is good. It's just there's a lot of – uh, sort of fantasizing about that from the Michigan State fan base side. But anyway, um, I, I, I'm fascinated with what happens there. I know the, it's interesting with Michigan State, like Mel Tucker is so gung-ho about NIL and the portal and aggressively so. And then Tom Izzo is like the complete, not that he's anti-NIL, but a little more apprehensive, but certainly with the portal sort of against it. And you have two coaches that I think have two different ways of doing it and whatever you can make of the football team this year. Mel Tucker had a hell of a season last year because he was aggressive in the transfer portal. So I, I think there's two ways to, to skin the cap, but it'll be interesting to see where they go, you know, going forward with Tom. As if he, you know, he said, I'm open to adaptation. He's not against it. As far as this year goes, it, it's been a, a couple years since you guys got out of as a program, not you guys, but since the program got out of that first weekend do you feel a little bit of pressure there building up? Like we got to make good. You were so close, up five against Duke late. I mean, are you looking? I know you, you, one day at a time. All the sports cliches, but big picture is that on your mind a little bit? We have to get into that second weekend and kind of hit that Michigan State standard.
0: Uh, well, I feel like it's more talked about in the summer, you know, just when we do like the big picture stuff, you know, just trying to trying to get to the last weekend but then as the as like we get closer like September October to games it's just more of focused on game by game and that's not something
1: like that's talked about as much do you, but do you guys talk is there like an actual conversation when you're shooting around in August uh, like oh man final fours in Houston or final fours in India like is that something you guys chat about openly yeah it's that that's part of the program well, like yeah. just that those conversations i mean
2: yeah well I mean, especially Bengals, yeah, yeah. Saying goals in the summer. Yeah, that's what we gotta go. have
1: goals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially at this program too. It's 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 like when they had the first. It was like the the Appling Payne class was the first four year class to not make a Final Four, and it's like, man, that, I felt bad for them because they're wearing this like huge uh, burden, and it's like that's a hell. You know, the Tom Izzo thing about the Final four is not on the schedule. It's like I sometimes I do feel as a player that's got to be tough playing at a program with this high of a standard. Like, is that something is that like across the bear? Do you guys feel pressure just? maybe even externally? Is that something that's uh, there for you? Uh, I wouldn't say pressure. I would say, like,
2: it's more of a privilege, you know, knowing the lineage that we're coming from with all the great players coming here. It's just like you want to live up to those expectations, and you just want to give it your all to get there.
1: Yeah. What was the What was the pitch to you, Tyson, when you were looking to transfer? Was it Tom Izzo you were mostly talking to? Was it one of the assistants? What was sort of the pitch of, that? like, hey, come to Michigan State?
0: Uh, I spoke with... uh Coach uh, Wojcik. I spoke to him the most. And it was just, you know, just showing like me in transition compared to like how Michigan State plays in transition, you know, just how you pick and rolls all the time, how I use them. So that's, that's really what it was. And I was just like, I like how it is.
1: Yeah. So you, you kind of like how we can help you type angle too. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I was, I always like growing up, I always wanted to go to a school that had big football. So, I didn't get to do it for my first two years. And, like, at the schools I was looking at, they didn't, they didn't really have good football. So I was like, it's the best of both
1: worlds right here. When I had Keon on the show, we were laughing about how, like, at the basketball games, the football players are at Breslin, like, cheering you guys on and cheering for Keon. And at the football games, like, you guys are on the sidelines going nuts for Keon. And I said he's got the biggest, the fans, like, just the normal layman fans like me love him. And he's got like the two teams both pulling for him. It's a really cool angle. Obviously, Jaden, you were recruited out of high school. What was sort of the, the Tom Izzo Michigan State basketball pitch to you? I'm really just the family atmosphere. You know,
2: uh, even outside of basketball, that's how everybody at Michigan State uh, in the basketball family and beyond stays connected uh, throughout your whole life. And I mean, I grew up a Michigan State fan, so. Uh, I'm only an hour away where I live, so I just really liked it growing yeah, up. Yeah,
1: it's a fly. It's like the one fly that's still alive in Michigan's buzzing around. It's, a, <laughs> it's like one of one of the MSU Twitter guys in the in the lobby out there is a, brought in their pig pen blanket. I don't know what happened, but yeah, there is one fly. So if you see us ducking and diving and dodging, you're you're. High school you know, prep experience is a little different. I don't know if you can even talk about this, but like the Ipsy prep thing, like what, like what happened there? Because the, the MSU Twitter thing, the, the internet message board rumors were kind of all over the place. Like, what, how did that break down to where you were there and then you weren't there like the next day?
2: I would say just a mutual uh, disagreement, and we decided to go our separate ways kind of for the better. Um,
1: yeah, really yeah, just kinda yeah, just kind of didn't agree and, and parted ways. Fair enough, fair enough. So we do this thing. It's similar to word association. It's called the speed round we'll finish here and then we'll, we'll get you back to i'm sure you get pr- probably practice like the ass crack of dawn or something knowing your coach but uh so short short form quick hitters and uh you know curious on all of these topics this will be interesting but I- i'm excited for this one benjamin can you roll the speed round for me please yeah. All right, here we go. We'll start here. We talked a little bit about environments and uh, you know, cruiser ships and Indianapolis. The most hostile road arena you've played in in your career, most intense, the loudest. What was the hardest? Tyson, we'll start with you.
3: Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Really? Yeah. They have the ugliest arena in
1: the Big Ten, in my opinion. But that's a doesn't mean it's not intense. <laughs> well, but. They, got, they got their big speakers
0: like right next to the bench. Oh. So it, it's an experience for sure.
1: <laughs> They're
2: blasting you. What do you think, Jay? I'll probably say Illinois too, or probably Ohio State.
1: Oh, Ohio State. Okay, all right. So uh, you guys, I'm sure, have played at, at, at Bloomington, right? I don't. I know their teams. Oh, you haven't played at IU yet uh,
0: this year. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah, you can't speak to that, but just as a fan. In the Big Ten, I mean, that was the loudest I've seen in the Big Ten outside of, them. of course, Atlanta. Uh,
0: but Purdue's is pretty crazy too. Purdue's
1: pretty wild too. Yeah, I, I, I put Purdue as like a close second behind Indiana. But I mean, I, I've been to two games at each, so who knows? Um, it, Michigan State won the games I went to at Purdue, and Indiana destroyed Michigan State in the two uh-huh. games that I used. So maybe that helped. But yeah, it's pretty wild. So this is I'm fascinated for your answers on this one. And Jaden, we'll start with you this time. Final four appearance or Big Ten championship. Let's say regular season. It could be either one, but let's say Big Ten regular season championship or in a final four appearance. If you could only have one, which one are you taking? Uh I'll probably
2: say final four. I mean I want both, but
1: (laughs) if you have to say final four. Okay. What do you got, Tyson? Uh I'll
0: probably go final four.
1: Final four? Yeah. I mean we have a lot of Big Ten championships at Michigan State it kind of feels like Final Four U. Like, we, we advertise time as those Final Fours a lot more than we advertise the Big Ten Championships. I don't know if that's a universal thing with college basketball. In Michigan State, I think that is, like, the right answer. I mean, it just seems to be what the program values more, what the fan base values more. But uh, I'm with you as a, from a fan perspective. I'll take the Final Four all day. Okay, moving on. Tyson, I'm going to start with you. The toughest cover. Who is the toughest cover you've seen at the college level, what player just gave you the, the hardest time defensively? You were a conference defensive player of the year, so you're a good one to ask us. Who was the hardest for you?
3: Like, all together? Most difficult to guard, just the pain, pain in the ass to guard. Yeah, I think. Uh,
0: well, as of recent, I would say Will Richardson. You know, Will Richardson? As of recent, because, you know, he just scored 28 on us. So, What, what makes him tough to cover? honestly he's lefty he's got a long jab he's like he's long long jab step you know he's good at showing the ball and he's tall yeah just a big guy yeah, he's six six. so but uh, maybe my freshman year though at Northeastern I played against a dude from Hasha, uh, DeJore Bowie okay it, yeah you bag of tricks on that one yeah New York guy, so you know he's got a lot. He got a lot of stuff. For
1: him. <laughs> yeah, There's, yeah, that, that's a deep bag, and then that bag of tricks for sure. What do you got, Jaden? Who's your toughest cover so far? Uh, I mean, I only played one year so far, so I haven't seen
2: too many. But last year, I'll probably say uh, Ivy, Jaden. Ivy. Yeah, I believe it.
1: Just so fast, right? Yeah. Is he just tough to keep in front of you. Definitely, just he's quick. So. Yeah. yeah, if you blink, he's gone. I mean, that's the thing with him. Uh, okay, moving on, Jaden. I'm I'm throwing it right back to you pre-game playlist you don't have to give me the whole playlist but like what what what's let's pipe it in the headphones before a game for you are you kind of like i want mellow stuff are you amped up what what kind of you know music are you listening to what artists are you listening to uh i really couldn't give you like
2: a specific artist um but i'll say like it depends on how i'm feeling uh during the day kind of like sometimes i will listen to like a mellow playlist or r&b playlist or if i need to get turned up a little bit then i'll listen to some rap but it's really not anything particular so
1: yeah kind of
0: mix what do you got tyson Uh, I listen to G Herbo every time. Oh, every
1: time. So you got the same like go to.
0: I just play all G Herbo. (laughs) I don't. I don't get through all of it before the game. So just start it from right there and keep it going. Yeah.
1: So you guys are complete opposite. He has no pattern, and you have a very like specific pattern. All right, moving on. Tyson, back to you. Your MSU teammate bodyguard. The context is you're blowing up. You're big in the NBA. One of your teammates now is looking for some work as a bodyguard. Someone comes up on you, is causing Tyson a problem, causing Jaden a problem. Who's the best bet on your team right now to hire as your bodyguard to get, like, get your if, back. like if they was to never play basketball again. Nothing to do with basketball whatsoever. They just got your back in the club. They're they are your higher <laughs> they're your higher protection. If somebody <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like me comes up and, 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 and is I, Hectoring I, I you. You guys are laughing. Is it an AJ, obvious answer? AJ. AJ. Yeah. So you're going I would not have guessed a guard. I would have guessed one of the bigger guys. AJ or you know Um, Omani.
0: But like we like even if AJ was still playing basketball and someone was to come up behind me, like, I I know he's got
1: me. Well, why why is AJ the answer? Is he is he like That's my guy? Is he good in the in the weight room? Is (laughs) he tough or like what's the that's my guy. Uh, okay so it's that's a, my guy he's, he just trusts that he's yeah. got your back yeah. he does have a duster that could like melt a wall I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's something i don't know if you guys detect that but he just like he'll glare at a ref and i, I don't even know if he realizes he's doing it. it's not like an iverson like iverson would mean to glare at the ref uh, aj will kind of look at you like what the fuck are you doing like it's just so weird but it, it's a real intense sort of attitude is he is he intense in practice like what's he like in practice
2: competitor so it's just yeah. never want to lose we don't want to lose so we're just going going at it
1: i i would have gone with sissoko but i don't know i'll defer to you guys because you're so i had it I was like 50, i get half credit then because he just he just looks like he'd he be tough yeah. you know to, to <laughs> fuck with i i get i i'm not saying i would mess with either guy believe me but if i if i had to pick i'd like take my chances with a smaller guy just as a general rule all right we'll finish here We talked about playing for Tom Izzo, the experience of playing for it, the intensity of playing for Tom Izzo, the pros, the cons, all that stuff. Someone's coming into the program. Let's say one of the recruits who's signed their letter, you know, Xavier Booker College, and says, look, you know, what's this guy like? What's your one piece of advice, Tyson, I'll start with you, for someone coming into the program who's never played for him? What's your piece of advice to them coming into a Tom Izzo-led program?
0: Uh. It ain't easy, you know. Uh, I had, a, when I first came, you know, Tom sat with me and talked to me about it. It's not easy, you know. Things are demanded, and, like, you're expected to to do good things. So you just got to be ready for it.
1: So be ready to work. Yeah, got to
2: be ready to work. What do you think, Jane? That's exactly what I was going to say, just be ready to work. Um, You know, don't get too high or too low on yourself, you know, coming in. If you're a freshman, like you're going to have highs and lows throughout the season, but you just got to keep your mental the same kind of You know, things are going to be good um, at, at the end of the day and just to continue to trust your work. That's what I'll say.
1: Uh, both good answers. Look, I, I got to tell you, um, it's been a real thrill having you tonight. It's been a thrill watching you guys early on. I was in the camp of, I didn't have. Low, high, or medium expectations. I didn't know really what to make of this team. I was kind of sitting back and watching. I think you know you're five and three. It very easily be six and two at least. I mean, it's certainly with the Gonzaga loss. I just I really like this team. I do see the closest that you guys have and the intensity you play with. Can't wait to have Jaden obviously back in the fold. But uh, it's just been a real pleasure watching you guys and and seeing you guys compete and you as individuals and as players. And I really wish you well. I appreciate you you coming out and I know it's. Not easy, and the players always cringe when I give them the address and they plug it into their Waze app or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I know, you know, I know you got a lot going on, and appreciate you making time for us. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. That's Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins, and we have basically half of anyone in MSU Twitter worth a damn sitting ten feet away outside in, the, in our little lobby here. So we're gonna go hang out with them for a minute. Uh, shout out to Ben, great and powerful Oz on the other side of the wall, Eric Williamson on his couch at home and his boxers watching this show. I appreciate you, Eric doing all the graphic work. We got a lot coming down the road and uh, this basketball team is a lot coming down. The fans fucking love you guys. Uh, seriously. This is a high, high approval rating team and we're all behind you, man. Good. Go get them this year. Justin Spiro, Spiro Avenue. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.